This is 680 CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, the calendar has turned another page, so you know what that means. I'm Jeff Braun. It means it's time for the August movie preview. And that preview starts now. The maniacal cackle of the Joker, heralding the big release of the month from the DC Comics extended universe, Suicide Squad. I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the worst. It's about a group of imprisoned bad guys who are brought together by a secret government organization to tackle another bad guy. Why bad guys? Because if they succeed, then it's mission accomplished and they go back to jail. If they fail, they're bad guys. So who cares? Deadshot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile. And he eats people. Burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's not what they really said. Suicide Squad has a great cast, including Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, Jared Leto as the Joker, and even Manitoba's own Adam Beach looks kind of like DC's answer to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy for the whole team of misfits thing, except they're not in space, and they're bad guys. This is the deal. You're going somewhere very bad. Do something that'll get you killed. You will not let you go. Go save the world. I can't wait to show you my toys. DC has high hopes for Suicide Squad, especially after the widely panned movie from earlier this year, Batman vs. Superman. You're gonna go to war. He's the one that brought the war to us. And the main complaint with that movie? Why so serious? But there's a problem. While the reviews point to this one being more fun, they're still mostly bad reviews. Mostly saying Suicide Squad is just a big mess. Seriously, what the hell's wrong with you people? We're bad guys. It's what we do. Nothing really matters A new movie this week from one of the usual suspects. These are not the usual suspects. Keaton. I'm a businessman. McManus. There's nothing that can't be done. Hockney. What, you got a team of monkeys working around the clock on this? Fenster. Flip you. Flip you for real. Verbal Kent. Roger, really. People say I talk too much. It was Kaiser Soze, Agent Kuyen. I mean the devil himself. I'm telling you, it's Kaiser Soze! There is no Kaiser Soze. One of the usual suspects, Kevin Spacey, known mostly recently for House of Cards, has a movie this weekend, but he'll always be Verbal Kent, the man with the plan to me. Keaton always said, I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him. Well, I believe in God, and the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Soze. Boom, Oscar, and another for American Beauty at the turn of the century. But now he's in something so stupid, they may take those Oscars away from him. Spacey stars as a man trapped in a cat's body, Brett, in the comedy Nine Lives. Tom Brand had it all. He 
earned billions, traveled the world on luxury yachts, and owned homes in seven different time zones. He built an empire from scratch. Thousands called him the most powerful man in the world. And now they call him Mr. Fuzzy Pants. Yeah, Spacey plays a billionaire jerk who gets turned into a cat to teach him a lesson. Wait, why not let Christopher Walken explain it? He's in it too. How did I get into this? You haven't been there for your family. You're going to be stuck inside this cat until you make things right. Seriously? You're going to be stuck inside this cat is the line of the year, I think, at the movies. It is a real one. It looks as bad as it sounds. There's some CGI cat action, but they don't even animate the mouth at all when Spacey talks. I don't know how he got roped into this. I guess he's already has two Oscars. Why bother trying for a third? There is no Rotten Tomatoes consensus on this movie yet because they wouldn't let critics watch it ahead of time. So take your chances if you like. It's directed by Barry Sonnenfeld and co-stars Jennifer Garner. All right, then, let's move on to August 12th. Disney has a new film. How long has he been out there? Six years. Nobody can survive in that forest for six years. At least not alone. Lucy, I have Elliot. Who's Elliot? Elliot is a friend of Pete's. Is Elliot a person? No, he looks like a dragon. What's a dragon? Elliot is Pete's Dragon. Disney has remade their film from 1977. Remember Pete's Dragon? Inspired by a short story, it was a live-action film with a cartoon dragon about an orphan named Pete who enters a fishing town and has a friend who just happens to be a dragon. Here's a scene with Mickey Rooney playing some drunk guy talking to Elliot. Hi. Hey. Hey, you look terrible. Hey, your friends turned green. If I didn't know any better, I'd say he was a dragon. A drag, drag. Dragon! Huh? Elliot, didn't I tell you to? <laughs> This new one is a mix of live action and CG. Pete turns up after having been missing for a number of years, living in the forest with his dragon buddy, but now people are going to go looking for Elliot. This thing is dangerous. I don't want to leave you, but they'll come looking for you. What's going to happen to Elliot? You have no idea what this thing is capable of. Let's go hunting. Pete's Dragon looks like the perfect family film and makes its debut once again August 12th. Attention all units, we're eastbound on Millhaven Road in pursuit of a dragon! It's a dragon! You can't say dragon over the radio. The August movie preview continues in a moment when we invite you to a sausage party. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes.
Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We are doing the August movie preview this week. We're on to August 12th now. And from the I wouldn't believe it unless I saw it file, there's an animated movie called Sausage Party, which begins innocently enough with all the food in a grocery store, hoping they're chosen to go home with someone. Welcome, shoppers. Ketchup, mustard, Sausages and buns. Set them straight, boys. Hey, look at this. We've got one. Yes, we're chosen. Yes. Seth Rogen plays a hot dog, and along with all the other food in the grocery store, believes that being carried off in a shopping cart to someone's home will lead to the promised land. They get to the shopper's home, and a potato is pulled first from the bag. Oh yes, I'm the first to enter eternity. Oh, potato! Way to go, buddy! But that potato and the rest of them soon find out that being prepared for a meal is like a Saw movie. The pipes, the pipes are coming. Oh, gummy skin! She's peeling me stuff! This is insane! It is a personification of all of your food and what it would be like to be sliced and diced and boiled and broiled. It's a horror movie. An animated <laughs> horror movie that looks like the Veggie Tales. So, you have learned the terrible truth. I gotta tell everyone! No one will believe you. I have to try! Everyone will die otherwise! Oh, yeah, that's a good point. F me, right? Seriously, it's a hard R for language, and even though it looks cute enough, it will scar your children for life. We are begging you not to let them see it. Do not let your grandma or grandpa or an uncle or aunt take them to it by accident. It's called Sausage Party. Want to see that It'll f you up for life. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> Oh, that's insane. What the heck? <laughs> and it's true. Like, I've known lots of people. My, You know, my parents take my nieces to the movies. They would see that poster and think, oh, that'll be fun for them. Oh, for sure. And it just won't. Well, even the movie companies got it wrong. I heard that uh, they showed it at a, a preview, or at, like as a preview ahead of an actual kids' film. Really? So there are theaters full of kids, and they see this preview oh for Sausage Party. Gosh. I don't know if it was the one with the uh, the, the, the red salty band language. Trailer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, those kids were uh, not happy. Yeah. Uh, also on August twelfth, Meryl Streep talking about turning the corner, and Hugh Grant star in Florence Foster Jenkins. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're going to make a recording. <laughs> it was wonderful, Bunny. Can I try another taste? Well, I don't see why. That seemed perfect to me. Street plays Florence Foster Jenkins, a rich New York heiress during World War II times who loves to sing and dreams of singing at Carnegie Hall. There's only one problem. She is a terrible singer. She's remarkable, isn't she? She can be a little flat. Flat? It defies medical science. Maestro, do you think I'm ready for a concert? Expand your diaphragm, Florence! I think Madame Florence might need more lessons. 
Hugh Grant plays her husband who gets her lessons and hires Wallowitz from the Big Bang Theory to be her personal pianist. Sounds crazy, but there's a method to Grant's madness. Streep is dying of something, and her last wish is to sing, so he'll do whatever he can to make it come true, even if she sucks at it. My wife is ill. Singing is her dream, and I'm going to give it to her. We have to help her, because without loyalty, there's nothing. You know, I played for the president when I was eight years old. Really? Yes, Little Miss Foster, they called me. I had very high hopes of becoming a concert pianist. But then when the nerves were damaged in my left hand, that's not to be. Her condition is improving. What is her secret? Music. She lives for music. Florence Foster Jenkins is based on a true story, and it has a very winning trailer. But you'd think if it were the Oscar-caliber movie it purports itself to be, it would not be released during the dog days of summer. The lady is a lesson in courage, and we love her. I just think this might be too much for you. This is my favorite place, and I'm going to sing here. I cannot play Carnegie Hall with Madame Florence. We'll be murdered out there. Music is important. It should not be marked. She has done more for the musical life of this city than anyone, and that includes you. 3,000 people. They need joy. They need music. But I'm afraid. Madame Florence, you must go on. Bravo! Up next, we're going to tell you about another movie that is generating some Oscar buzz. We're going to hell or high water. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes, doing our August movie preview this week. And we're on to August 12th. And keep your eyes peeled for this one because it's set for a limited release on August 12th and then set to open wide August 19th. But you never quite know where those limited releases will turn up. It's called Hell or High Water. You know, the bank loan, just enough to keep your mama poor. Thought they could swipe her land. It's a big bank. It's too big. That's what she said. Now they can foreclose on Friday. So come hell or high water, get the money to the bank on Thursday. And then you are free and clear. From the writer of last year's Oscar-nominated Sicario comes a story set in West Texas about two brothers played by Chris Pine and Ben Foster. One is a divorced dad, the other is an ex-con, and desperate times call for desperate measures when they need to find a way to save the family farm. They rob a bank. Little brother, go get that money. Good morning, folks! Open the drawers! You got a gun on you, old man? You're damn right I got a gun on me. Y'all gonna steal my gun, too? We ain't steal from you, we steal from the bank. And then they rob another bank. And another one. Woo! You hear about these bank robberies? You may get to have some fun before they send you off to the rocking chair yet. I may have one hunt left in me. Jeff Bridges plays the main line. <laughs> Jeff Broadcast. I knew it was him! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bridges plays the main lawman tracking them down once again with a gruff voice like he had in The Seventh Son. You are the seventh son of the seventh son. Yeah. Apparently that's just his voice now in all of his <laughs> movies. Mama, in that bit a while. Three months. Bank breathing down her neck. Everybody get on the ground! Y'all been here for a while? Long enough to watch the bank getting robbed. has been robbing me for 30 years. How do you manage to stay out of prison for a year? It's been difficult. Don't stand up! These boys know exactly what they're doing. They're trying to raise a certain amount. That's my guess. Let's go! Drive! This has a similar look to No Country for Old Men. Bleak, dirty, depressing. Sounds like perfect fare for a summer movie. 
You want a little advice? Go see your boys and mom. You know, you talk like we ain't gonna get away with this. I've never met nobody got away with anything, ever. Why in the hell did you agree to do it? Because you asked, little brother. Jokes aside, Hell or High Water is getting excellent reviews, and I'm already hearing talk of Oscars for this film. I've been poor my whole life. It's like a disease. Passing from generation to generation. But not my boys. Not anymore. Couch Potatoes movie preview continues next with Ben Hur. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes doing our August movie preview. We now turn to August 19th, starting with a new adaptation of a classic tale. You wash ashore, shackled. You are an escaped prisoner. How long were you a galley slave? Five years. What is your name? Judah Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur, based on the novel from Lou Wallace, Ben-Hur, A Tale of the Christ, like the Charlton Heston movie from 1959. My family was one of the most respected in Jerusalem. Miss Allah, you'll always be my brother. I'm an orphan your father took in. Until the Romans came. Subversion will be met with crucifixion. Down with the Romans. Love your enemies. God is love. He has a path for you. If he's already decided my path, how am I better off than a slave? Why don't you ask God? That last guy talking was Jesus, by the way, who is played by Rodrigo Santoro, a.k.a. Paulo from Lost. Ben-Hur is played by Jack Houston, whom you probably don't know, although he's been in lots of stuff like American Hustle and the TV series Boardwalk Empire. Ben-Hur is a prince falsely accused of treason by his adopted brother, who is an officer in the Roman army. And then we were betrayed. Rome's calling for blood. I have to give them something. The world you live in is Rome's. Their laws. First Their power. You cannot defeat them in the streets. My family, they deserve justice for what's happened. Should have stayed away. You should have killed me. I will. That's Ben-Hur and his brother in the arena getting ready to do gladiator-type stuff. I'm almost ashamed to say that I've not seen the classic film from 1959. In fact, whenever I hear the words Ben-Hur, all I think of is this scene from The Simpsons. Drink up, Judah Ben-Hur. <laughs> you truly are king of kings. Excellent. Be this? Are they booing me? Uh, no, they're saying boo urns. Boo urns. Are you saying boo or boo urns? <laughs> I was saying boo urns. Directed by uh, Senior Spielbergo, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes. Good memory. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is in it, by the way, as I'm sure you recognized from his voice. And one final note it's directed by. Timur Bekmembatov, who was behind one of your favorite movies of all time, Jeff. That ludicrous 2008 action movie starring Angelina Jolie and Morgan Freeman called Wanted. Boo Earns! The loom of fate, Jeff. First to finish. Lost to die. Are we having fun now, brother? 
Also on August 19th, Jonah Hill and Miles Teller are war dogs. Frankly, we were a tad concerned with your performance history against a deal of this size. But after meeting you two face to face, we feel like we're in good hands on this one. We won't let you down, sirs. Not to mention your bid was far too attractive for us to pass up. What did you mean by that exactly? He means you boys lowballed the entire industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, by how much? You guys came in $53 million lower than the nearest competition. Oh, okay. That was them making an arms deal with the Pentagon. They had no clue what they were doing, but since their bid was lowest, they suddenly find themselves in the gun business with the military. Now to a question that still has no clear answer. How did two 20-something young men land a $300 million Pentagon contract? I have a big idea. They call guys like us war dogs, bottom feeders who make money off of war without ever stepping foot on the battlefield. Show you about my soldier. It was meant to be derogatory, but we kind of liked it. We don't play fair. Sorry, Excuse kind me. of an emergency. Sorry, don't worry, I have to go first, I'm American. It's said in 2007, the Iraq war still being heavily waged, and it's based on a true story. The movie's directed by Todd Phillips, who made the Hangover movies, as well as other lowbrow comedy fare like Old School and Road Trip. All the gun talk will certainly be a turnoff for a lot of people right now, but War Dog seems like an interesting movie. You seriously want to drive to Baghdad? David, we're gun runners. Let's go run some guns. Give me some of that. You drove these through the Triangle of Death. The Triangle of Death, bro? Ah! We drive through all triangles. Also on the 19th, an animated movie called Kubo and the Two Strings. My name is Kubo. I look after my mother mostly. What was father like? He was just like you. Strong and so handsome. Ugh, mother... <laughs> This movie looks amazing. It's from the acclaimed animation studio Laika, who are behind movies like Corpse Bride, Coraline, Paranorman, and The Box Trolls. They mix stop motion with CGI seamlessly and beautifully. Kubo is a kid who tells stories to the people in his town using magic, but an evil force comes for him and said magic, and he has to run. Your mother used her magic to save you and bring me to life. I'm here to protect you, Kubo. And that means you have to do as I say. Kubo is voiced by Art Parkinson, who played Rickon Stark in Game of Thrones. So it's kind of weird to hear his voice again, since we didn't hear it in Season 6. The voice cast also includes Charlize Theron as a monkey and a warrior named Beetle, voiced by Matthew McConaughey. Years ago, I was cursed. This great adventure is my destiny. 
Together they try to find the armor that belonged to Kubo's father, since his father was the greatest samurai warrior of all time. Kubo has to fight gods and monsters, all in the glorious animation style only Laika can create. Claim your birthright, Kubo. Give this story a happy ending. If you must blink. We conclude the Couch Potatoes August movie preview in a moment. You're listening to the Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. Time now to wrap up the August movie preview. On August 26th, Jason Statham returns as the mechanic in Mechanic Resurrection. The principle I represent has an offer for you. Each death must look like an accident. Your specialty, I believe. Not doing his kills. I've been waiting too long to get even with you. You have 36 hours to eliminate all the targets on this list. Or they will eliminate me. Mechanic Resurrection is the sequel to 2011's The Mechanic, itself a remake of a 70s Charles Bronson flick. That first mechanic got so-so reviews and made less than $30 million in North America and just over $60 million around the world, which begs the question, why the sequel? Because Statham likes blowing stuff up and punching guys, that's why. He plays an assassin whose specialty is making his hits look like accidents, so no one suspects his mark has been killed on purpose. Here he gets roped into one last job while he's trying to retire or something. Doesn't matter. It's simply what you want to see from Jason Statham, a lot of action. Mechanic Resurrection also stars Jessica Alba and Tommy Lee Jones. They're a lot less, aren't they? So am I. One more to tell you about on August 26th, the thriller, Don't Breathe. Your lips look sore. That's how you're making your cash out there? <laughs> what do you say you and I move away from mom together? It's a promise. You're leaving? Yeah, as soon as I have the money. When are you coming back? Never. It's about a girl looking to get away from her crappy family, and her boyfriend concocts a scheme to come up with the cash to get them out of Dodge. Yo, I got our ticket out of here. Rumor is, this guy is sitting on at least 300k. Boom! That's her guy. Wait, is he blind? We messed up to rob a blind guy, isn't it? Just because he's blind don't mean he's insane, bro. His plan is to rob a blind guy. Problem is, he's the tough guy from Avatar. Ladies and gentlemen, you are on Pandora. Up there, beyond that fence, every living thing wants to kill you. Everyone on this base, every one of you, is fighting for survival. Stephen Lang, his name, so these three knuckleheads break into his home to find that cash. Who's there? Stay right there. How many of you are there? Man, I just let me go, please. Okay, I swear to God. 
Yeah, they break into his house to rob him, and bad things happen, and now they're fighting for survival. Don't breathe. And thus concludes the Couch Potatoes August movie preview. Up next, we're going to tell you what's coming to home video this week. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. Going to have a quick look at what is coming to Blu-ray, DVD, and Digital HD this upcoming Tuesday. They're going to kill us. All of us. I just don't know if I'll make it out alive. Tell your parents I said hello. Tell them yourself. What's that, Jeffrey? That's Supergirl. Season 1 comes out on Blu-ray this Tuesday. One of the few DC properties that, uh, you know, actually worked in the past year. (laughs) Yeah, although <laughs> as far as the new ones go, although not well enough, uh, at least for CBS because it's been shifted now to the CW, which I think is actually a better fit. Yeah, because now they've got other shows are too. Although they, 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 the Supergirl universe is in a different universe than the Flash and the rest of them. But the Flash multiverse. is on Supergirl, isn't it? Yeah, but it's because he went through the multiverse to uh, get there. So I, I bet you they're regretting that decision because uh, now they could do. They're gonna. I think they're gonna do a big super crossover though with Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and The Legends of Tomorrow. So that's kind of neat. There you go. Uh, also, season two of NCIS Quantum Leap. That's the New Orleans one. Yep. Right. Yep. So I got my NCISs straight. Correct. Uh, halt and Catch Fire season two, Cold Black season one, and a couple of movies. The A Hologram for the King. That was a Tom Hanks movie. He stars as a businessman down on his luck who does some business over in Saudi Arabia with a sheik and uh, learns about life and love and that sort of thing. It tanked at the box office. Didn't get very good reviews. Remember the '90s when everything Tom Hanks was just gold. Yep. He had like twelve great movies in a row. I miss that, Tom Hanks. A (laughs) lot. And also a movie that came out this spring called Demolition, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Naomi Watts. It's a... A drama about a guy who's uh, has some really hard knocks in life, and then he decides to demolish his life and rebuild it from scratch with the help of Naomi Watts. And on digital HD as well, one of your favorite films of the year, Jeff Braun, The Nice Guys. Oh, that's a good one. So that's coming to Digital HD on Tuesday, and then it uh, arrives on Blu-ray a bit later this month Be on August that one. 23rd. Uh, we got a couple of minutes left here. We want to talk very just briefly about something this week. I don't know if you heard about this, but an uh, American comedian uh, has decided to write a spec script, as they're called, about the characters from Seinfeld. He essentially wrote a Seinfeld episode where he pictures the Seinfeld characters how they would react to 9-11. And when I first saw the headline, I thought, oh <laughs> yeah. my. Yeah, that seems, it seems like a bad idea. And as it turns out, it pretty much is. But at the same time, as I was reading some of the script, well, the, the, this, the synopsis was uh, George tries to thank a firefighter and he just makes a fool out of himself. And he also, uh, someone says calls him a hero for his actions during 9-11 which he did not take but he takes credit for it anyways oh of course yeah uh kramer is busy being a conspiracy theorist surmising that one of his neighbors was in fact the terrorist mastermind and elaine's has i think the darkest of all because she was worried about or fretting about some date she had to go on but is relieved to find out her date dies in the attacks the characterizations are spot on it really feels true to 
you know, the, what the show was. Now, the show ended in 98 long before it, so this was never going to be a thing. And they would never have done this in a million years. It's in poor taste, and it's, but it's very odd. And the, the oddest part of it is how well done it actually is. That's yeah, indeed. It, it, you sort of feel bad. I feel bad even talking about it right now, but at the same time, it's yeah. so strangely Seinfeld and it's just so odd that we, we couldn't not mention it. Um, call it morbid curiosity. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a little, a, a flash of genius from this writer uh, to, to characterize these people yeah, so and well. I mean, and Seinfeld would take on tough topics, but nothing like this. That's all the time we have. I'm Brady Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, it requires getting up off the couch. Don't bother. This is 680 CJOB.